0: And I sat down over there, and I opened up the hymnal. And it's a hymnal from y'all to me uh, with my name in it. So I thank you for your prayers um, for me and my ministry. And I'm always so pleased to be here. So in January of this year, I got a letter in the mail. And the letter was from my daddy's wife. Now, my dad had been married twice since my parents divorced when I was five. And in all of that time, and my dad and her name was Barbara, they were probably married for like uh, 40 years, I had never gotten a letter from her. So I opened this envelope up, and in it is an estate letter. And inside of that is a little tiny newspaper clipping. That was my dad's obituary. My dad had died in November, and nobody called me and said anything to me or told me. So I'm a social media guy, so I got on Facebook to see what I could find. And I came to find out that my half-brother and other family members on that side had unfriended me or blocked me from being able to see anything. So I can only imagine that they were trying to hide or keep his death from me. But the law required that they would notify me about the estate. Now my father has always been a source of difficulty and consternation for me because he's always made me feel rejected. He always made me feel unwanted and he always made me feel unloved. And for many years I would try to figure out why in the world does my father treat me this way? And the reality of it was, is there really was never a good reason why he treated me the way he did. So I use this story as a backdrop for the readings today because we hear from the prophet Jeremiah in the first reading where God is talking about his law and his love and the fact that they are written on our hearts, and that we know of this, and that this love, this love lasts forever. You see, my heart for so many years, and my spirituality for so many years was thin like a piece of paper. Now you, you are all familiar with like the, the Sharpie pens, right? The real, the real thick ones. And so when you write on a thin piece of paper, what does it do? It goes all the way through to the other side. And this is exactly what happened my entire life with my dad. Every time there was a disappointment, every time there was, I'm going to do this, but it didn't happen. All of these disappointments that I had in my relationship with my father were like big black Sharpie marks just going right into the very fabric and depth of my heart. And it was painful and it hurt me deeply. And the reason this happened was because of my own lack of faith and my own lack of ability to persevere. So in the second reading from Hebrews, St. Paul is talking about Jesus learning obedience through suffering. Who wants to do that? Who wants to be obedient through suffering? And really what it means is to be accepting of God's providence in our lives, in the things that happen in our lives. And what I realized is in so many ways, I was learning obedience through the suffering that I had with my Father in the difficulties. Because what I realized is, is that I have a heavenly Father who loves me. And He loves me completely no matter what I have done, where I have been. He will not abandon me. He will always show up and be there for me. And our God, he has the same love for every single person sitting here tonight. So in the gospel reading, we hear, and we all know this, about the wheat, the grain of wheat that must fall to the ground. And it must die if it is going to produce fruit. So I did some research. And I'm not going to get into the details, but I basically, on one stalk of wheat, I'm calling it a stalk, There are 330 grains. 330. And I'm thinking, my life is like a stalk of wheat. And my dad is one grain of the many grains that I have in my life, that you have in your life, that need to fall to the ground. For all of us, this is true. We have so many grains in our life that remain on the stalk. Because you see, life is full of grain that must fall to the ground. Grains of self-doubt. Grains of self-centeredness. Grains of pride, of ego, of hurt, of shame, of rejection, of unhappiness, and the list of grains goes on and on and on. But when we allow the winds or the breath of the Holy Spirit who is the love of God to start to shake up that stalk and that stalk is what the world wants to call us. What the world wants to define us because the world wants us to be defined by our hurts and by our suffering and by our struggle. But when we allow the love of God to enter into us We begin to experience this healing and those grains, they fall off of the stalk and they land in the rich soil of Jesus Christ. Where we are immersed in this rich soil of His love. This is where new life begins. This is where hope begins. This is where understanding of all our struggles begins. When everything that we're holding on to in those stalks is blown by the winds of the love of God and gone down into the ground. And we die to all of that. And we allow God to bring about new life in us. Because you see, Jesus... He died on that cross for us. Let me say it more specifically. He died on the cross just for you. And I can stand up here tonight and I can say this, but I want you to feel the love and know the love that Jesus has for you in the depth of your heart. Not just something that we say, but to know that God loves you. Each one of you. He calls you by name. He knows all about you. And He wants to be in relationship with you. He created you to be loved. Because you see, when we fall into the arms of Jesus. Our pain and suffering are united with His on the cross. Our heart is no longer this paper little thin heart. But it is a heart that is growing. A heart that is pulsated and filled by grace. And when it is filled by grace, it is so much stronger. But here's what's interesting. You know those, those scars? Those marks? Even as our heart is pumping and vibrant with the love of God, the scars are still there. And the scars are still there just like the scars that Jesus had after His resurrection. And those scars are not there to remind us of what went wrong. They're not there to remind us of our suffering, but they are there to remind us that we have been healed. That we have a God who is willing to pour Himself into anything that we have going on in our lives. Anything that's bleeding or hurting and to bring about healing. The scars are beautiful because they remind us of just how much God loves us. So I heard this new song. I was, me and my wife took a couple of days off and went to a bed and breakfast. And there's this new song by Ryan Stevenson called When We Fall Apart. So if you haven't heard it, um, get it on, take a listen to it on YouTube. It's awesome. And it's about him sitting with his mother when she is dying. And I want you to listen to what she says to her son while she is on her deathbed. She says, don't ever think that you need to have it all together. Don't ever think that you need to fight back the tears. Because sometimes the only way we see clearly is when we look through tears. Sometimes our greatest act of strength, it's really our weakness. It is our surrender And sometimes the only way we heal is when we just let go, crumble, and fall apart into the ground where Jesus is. Because you see, our Lord, He just wants us to let go. He wants us to surrender to whatever we're holding on that keeps us from loving Him fully. Because it's in falling for the Lord that the process of healing begins. So you see, every rejection, every hurt, every sorrow, it is all right there on the cross. For all of us. He understands what we're going through better than anybody else. So if you have ever been rejected in your life, let me hear you say, Deliver me Jesus. If you've ever been hurt in your life, let me hear you say, Deliver me Jesus. Deliver me, Jesus. If you've ever had any doubt in your life, let me hear you say, Deliver me Jesus. Deliver me, Jesus. If, you've never felt, if you've ever felt like you weren't good enough, let me hear you say, Deliver me Jesus. And if you've ever, you fill in the blank of your life. Let me hear you say, deliver me, Jesus. Listen, we are not defined by our circumstances. We are not defined by what others say. We are not a people of the tomb. We are a people of the resurrection. Praise be and thanks to God for that. And the only thing that we, every single one of us, are defined by is how much God loves us. Look right there. That's how much He loves you. And He wants all of you. He doesn't want part of you. He wants all of you, and that includes all that stuff that's so difficult in our lives. So when you walk out of here tonight, after receiving His body, blood, soul, and divinity, whatever you're holding on to, Give it to Him. Because He wants it. He wants all of you. May He be praised forever.